You're listening to the Gold Biz Podcast, episode number 72. Today, we are talking all about productivity and working towards massive goals because let's be real as entrepreneurs or as parents or as someone who's working full-time and also having this as a side hustle, we have a lot of things to do and we do have goals for ourselves. So how can we be productive as we are moving towards that goal? Well, today I have with me guest Joy Michelle, and she is a wedding photographer, a YouTuber, a business coach, and she is just amazing. And we're talking all about just how to not feel burnt out when it comes to goals, how to actually break your goals down, how to make time for your goals, especially if you are busy with doing a million other things, and also how to do all of this while honoring your boundaries. So today is a really awesome episode, and I'm so excited to get into it with Joy. So here we go. You're listening to the Gold Biz Podcast with Rachel Traxler, a traveling wedding photographer turned creative business entrepreneur. Each week, Rachel brings you purpose-driven action to become the ambitious entrepreneur you are meant to be. We'll dive into topics such as life, business, failures and successes, and being the best version of yourself you can be. This is a warm and positive space for all creative entrepreneurs to come together, inspire, and grow because every day is an opportunity to shine here at the Gold Biz Podcast. Now here's your host, Rachel Traxler. All right, friends, I have with me Joy Michelle today, which I'm so excited because I've looked up to you, Joy, for so long, and I've just always loved your business, and so I'm really honored to have you here on the podcast today. Oh my gosh, thank you. The honor is mine. I was so excited when you reached out. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, before we dive into anything, because we have really exciting topics today, all about productivity and working towards goals and all that stuff. Before we dive into all the fun stuff, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Yeah. Well, I am Joy. I am a photographer turned business coach and YouTuber. I have two little kids. I have a daughter named Clara. She's three. And my son, Lewis is one, like one and a half. And so toddler mayhem over here. I, um, on the business side of things, I host the Call to Both podcast and I run an education brand called Photoboss. So I help photographers and creatives take a passion and turn that into something really profitable. And I do that through weekly YouTube videos and a Facebook group where the Photoboss name originated and my programs. Um, and I've been married to my husband for 10 years. We just celebrated our 10 year anniversary, which is like weird to say, like, that feels like you have to be really old if you're married to someone for 10 years. And now I'm one of those people. Um, but yeah, I'm just really passionate about sharing about all things marketing and vision and also now thinking about how to build a business while also being a present mom. So those are just some of the things that I bring to the table. But yeah, this is this is going to be so fun. I'm excited about this topic. I am too. Oh my goodness. I feel you on all those things. It's being a mom and a wife and running businesses. It's just, it's a lot. And so I think that whether, no matter what you are, no matter what you have on your plate, we all have so many different things on our plate, no matter what that is. So that's why I think this episode is going to be really helpful and insightful just to hear what you have to say and what you suggest because you clearly also have a lot on your plate. So it's going to be really fun to see how you juggle it, how you stay productive and all those things. So I'm excited. But basically, 
what are your kind of then just diving into that? What are your favorite like tips on productivity, especially when you feel overwhelmed too, because I know us photographers, we have busy season and then we get overwhelmed with that or we're just overwhelmed in general because we have so much noise with you should be doing this, you should be doing this and social media and all these things. So what are your tips on like productivity basically? Yeah. I mean, this is huge because I feel like especially the past two years, they've just been draining like as a creative, as a mom. And like you said, no matter what you have on your plate, there's just a lot. Um, And so burnout is something I think is inevitable in any entrepreneurial journey. Um, And so when you identify that, there's a few things that I like to suggest. I think number one is identify what's really important and actually needs to get done and what can wait. Because sometimes I think that we're stressing about something that could potentially be completely optional in our business. And during a, a period of overwhelm and burnout, it's a little bit more about survival and maintenance rather than scaling. So thinking of this as like a season and that it won't be like this forever, but in that season, getting really clear on like what is truly essential. And like, I think really granularly, this looks like going back to who is actually a paying client or what are the most those like 80, 20 analysis that you can do. What are the most productive assets that you have in terms of your marketing, things like that. So would it be great if we could be everywhere all the time? Of course. But sometimes I think that leads to even adding like extra shoulds in our mind to our already burnt out brains. And that is just a recipe for making it worse. Um, I think the other thing though, is having something to look forward to, having rest in the future. And I think coming from a world of weddings for eight years, this was so big for me, even if I couldn't take any time off at the present moment when I ended identified, oh my gosh, I'm really burnt out. I'm really losing my spark. I'm not in my creative zone right now. Even if I couldn't take that that upcoming weekend off, just saying, okay, here's when I can take off or here's like a midday, uh, like during the week break that I'm going to give myself to do something, even if it's brief. Because I think that's so important for our minds to have something to look forward to, to know that there is a light at the end of that tunnel. Yeah. Oh, and that's so good too. And like a little treat for when you're done, because it's like, how else are you going to help get yourself through that? And I know I, I so agree with what you're saying, Joy, with there's mm-hmm. so much noise and so much going on. And there's so much that you should be doing and could be doing and all this stuff. And I always say, okay, if it's a, not a priority at the minute, it should be a no, just block it out. Maybe save it in the bank for later. If you want to address, go back to it. But I always say this too, like pick like your, you know, your big three, like your top three things that you really want to get done. Otherwise you just go through the day working all day, air quotes working. And then by the end of the day, you're like, what did I get done? (laughs) What did I do? Because you're doing pointless tasks. You're working again, air quotes, but not really moving forward. Like you said, just almost keeping up and you know, keeping up with where you need to be, but not actually scaling and growing forward. Yeah. Yeah. When you find yourself jumping from task to task to task and then scrolling and then saying, oh my gosh, I need to implement this right away. That can sometimes be a sign that the blinders are not on tight enough to what is truly essential. Such a good point. Yeah. And that actually brings another question too. So what do you suggest for, how do you go about this? Cause you obviously have multiple areas of your business and doing things 
um, how do you stay focused on certain tasks instead of just bouncing around all the time? Oh my gosh. Well, that's a great question. It's something that I'm still trying to learn how to do, but I think a big part of this is self-awareness, knowing yourself and where you tend to get derailed and when you tend to work best and just kind of becoming a student of yourself can really help lead you to the answer that's going to be best for you. Because I know that if I have made certain choices about my day or how distractions are going to be set up while I work, then I'm not going to stay focused and I'm not going to remember what are my biggest goals? What was the overarching vision? What do I really want? Uh, Because it can be so easy to somehow somebody online will say something. It sounds really good. It sounds really compelling. I'm like, I want that too. And that is the most disappointing feeling to, to accomplish something that like you maybe didn't even really want. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it's so important to properly break down your goals, to properly outline these and have extreme focus on these, which is like, I'm so excited to get into this topic and just really unpack this. Um, and I, I kind of like already revealed part of it, which is like the self-awareness piece of it. Um, but does that answer your question? Absolutely. I'm just, yes, yes, yes. To, I love that you said just being a student of yourself too, because I feel like you could ask everybody, every entrepreneur, what are your, what do you do? What works for you? But everyone's slightly different. So it's almost like diving in, like you said, keeping your blinders tight and like binders tight and keep like knowing what works for you. And it's so easy. I'm so guilty of this myself to get like shiny object syndrome and then get distracted, start this and not finish it because it wasn't what I was called to do at this minute. It's just because I thought I should because I saw other things. And it's like really keeping your blinders on, like you said, what's actually do you need to do? What's actually important to you? What's actually going to grow your business in the direction that you want to take it based off your goals? Oh, I love this. I'm so excited. Let's get into it because I know that you're really excited to get into all the goal stuff. So let's just kind of start. How how do you want to start with approaching this? Because I know you have quite a bit. I do. I do. I say, let's start with the the big goal. Let's talk about what that can look like to identify and unpack a little bit. So I think like I have zero chill when it comes to goals. Like I have all the goals and I get so excited and I am ambitious and I have all these big visions. And then sometimes, (laughs) most of the time, my capacity and my actual energy levels and having two toddlers brings me back to a harsh reality. So the first thing that you're going to have to do is identify that big goal. And I I think that there's so much that we can do that it's really important to come back to some something concrete and your big goal, making sure that the thing that you end up chasing and what we end up talking about for the rest of this talk, making sure that's the right one for you, I think comes back to you and your overarching vision for your life. So making sure that whatever that exciting goal is, it also kind of fits into like generally where you want to end up. Because sometimes I will think that an idea is really, really wonderful. And then I think, what would that actually look like on a day-to-day basis for me to be in this goal? Does it line up with the kind of life I want at home or the kind of life I want when I want to travel, that kind of thing. So it really needs to be in alignment with the life that you want to build. It should be exciting to you. Like you have to be excited about it more than just in the moment when it's new. I think a lot of times the new thing is naturally exciting because it's new, um, but making sure that that truly feels exciting to you, even in the face of adversity, even when it gets a little bit tough. 
And then the other thing is I think it should be measurable. So the more specific the goal, the better. Um, and we're going to break that down more here today. But I think making sure that it isn't something like uh, be a household name or become famous on YouTube. Maybe break that down into like, what would that look like for you um, in terms of success? And that's a great question to say, like, if this came to fruition and you felt that this was successful, it would look like what? And then maybe write a paragraph. Like, that means I have this many YouTube subscribers and I have these kinds of loyal followers and this kind of engagement and that leads to what? So kind of like anchoring it in some really specific measurables is going to be really helpful. So then I all joy. This is so great. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So then when you're writing these things down, because I think that like when we start talking about goals, we naturally, I know when I listen to talks about goals, I naturally think of my, my own, like there's things that start popping up for me. Probably stuff is coming to your mind that you've been thinking about for quite some time. And maybe you've told some people, maybe it's in a journal, maybe you've literally never said it, but it's kind of floating around and you know, because it's, it's there, it's like placed on your heart. So I think the next thing is write down the goal and then listen to the first thought that you have when you write that down. Because that first immediate reaction is probably somewhat doubtful. It's somewhat, I can't do this. I'm, I'm too late. I'm too, it's already been done. I don't have anything to say. Why would someone watch this? It's like immediate doubt. And I think that's so important. And I learned this from John A. Cuff in his book, Soundtracks. Highly, highly recommend this book. Um, but it's, it's a piece of that self-awareness and realizing that one of the biggest factors in your success in pretty much anything, but especially with a big goal, is going to be your mindset. And so before you can think about all these little things, these limits, like you might think, I don't have the time for this. I don't have um, the finances for this. I don't even have the connections for this. You have to remember that the biggest limitation is not any of those things. It's actually you. So I know that when I sat down and thought about this, I was like, I kind of want to write a book immediately. I'm like, I don't know any editors. I don't have any connections. I don't, how, how do you do that? What immediate, it's not like, yeah, it's going to be a bestseller. Like you immediately become your own biggest doubter. But I think that's the self-awareness piece. And that is so important because you're on this journey with yourself towards this goal and you can't get rid of those yourself in this. You you can't get rid of that. You have to almost overcome it. And that's why I really recommend John A. Cup's book because he really talks about replacing soundtracks. Super, super helpful for me. That is so good. Yeah. That everything you just said is just so powerful and so helpful. And just knowing it is you're so right. I feel like majority of us, like that first thought creeps in is that imposter syndrome, that doubt and all of that stuff. And I think a lot of people see other people doing things and then they say, well, I couldn't do They're like, like you said, it's been done. I couldn't do it as well. All these things, which is, you know, crazy talk, but also a lot of people, you have to kind of know, you also have to go out there and make your own connections. Like you need to make these opportunities happen for yourself. You can't just sit back and they're not just going to come to you. And so I love, right. I love everything you're saying of just having these goals and, you know, breaking it down of like, is this actually what I want? What is my day to day going to look like if it's going to be like this? And also how can I actually make this happen for myself instead of just sitting back and waiting for it to happen to me? 
Yeah, I think that's that's huge. Waiting for Monday, waiting for the first of the year, waiting for some magic sign or someone to fall in your lap and say, oh, I'm an editor. You should write a book. It's funny. You're probably never going to have someone actually tell you, you are ready to do this thing that you've always wanted to do. It's super rare for that to happen. And so a lot of times I think, especially as a creative like solopreneur, it's going to fall to us. Mm -hmm. to give ourselves the permission to to jump into a new role and say, I'm going to try this. I'm going to embrace this. I'm going to pursue this. And that is so, so difficult to do, but like, I think so rewarding because just, I think as entrepreneurs, we have so much that we can look back on and say like, I did that. Mm -hmm. And this is no different. Yeah. That's exactly right too, because like you said, no one else is really helping you through that. So that kind of also brings another question too. How do you create self-discipline around that? Because I think that's so hard and maybe a reason why we're not able to do the things either. Maybe we're overwhelmed and don't even know the first step to take, or maybe we're scared of like what it would look like if we did succeed and all that stuff. But tell us like, how do you stay with like self-discipline? I think discipline is like the desire to do something is fleeting. And so I really try not to rely on a feeling and instead commit to a process. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of times we're familiar with planning one time a year. We're familiar with like sitting down, yearly planning, reflecting and dreaming, and then writing down some big goals. Mm -hmm. But getting into the practice of revisiting those goals a lot more frequently has changed the game for me in actually getting to the finish line on some things. So I love yearly planning. I think it's wonderful. But you don't want to wait a year before you have a check-in because you'll basically be risking being off course significantly for like seven months or something crazy. So more regular check-ins have been helpful for me to stay excited about those goals, to stay disciplined on those goals. It's almost like I get distracted. I get uh, shiny object syndrome. I even like forget that I, that I wanted something. And it doesn't mean that you didn't truly want it. I think sometimes we doubt ourselves like, oh, well, then I guess it's not that important to me. I'm not making, you know, the, the action steps that I should be. I guess I'm not deserving of this goal. But no, like let yourself off that hook because we are human. And I know I was reading a book and they were saying that like, people and teams and leaders can really only stay focused and excited about something for maybe like 12 weeks max. And you need to like regroup and recenter everyone, even the best leaders, even the strongest teams will fall off course after 12 weeks when they were at the very beginning, totally in alignment with each other. And so hearing that was like very validating for me to be like, okay, I'm not crazy. I'm not bad at this. I'm not you know, uh, you know, lazy to, to not be going after these things. I just need to recenter myself. So quarterly planning and check-ins and making sure that those are blocked on your calendar before you allow anything else on your calendar. So really protecting that calendar. So connecting your calendar to your goals is a big bridge that I think a lot of times makes it from a dream to an actual plan. So quarterly planning is big and this practice alone has saved me a lot of time and disappointment. Um, I've noticed the more time that I allow, even just a brief window of time, like at the beginning of a month, if I'm feeling aimless, I revisit those goals and it, it kind of like reignites a spark of like why I'm doing what I'm doing and why I still believe in these things and why I'm going to push through the tech struggles or um, fatigue and just my motherhood and all of these things. So um, not making 
not counting on yourself to just somehow continue to be like the little engine that could, but embracing the fact that like we're human and we're going to get distracted. So we have to remind ourselves of why we're doing this. Yes. And that's so helpful too. Cause as you kind of like started leading into my next, like what brought up a question too, of then how do you break it down? And so I love that. I totally agree with at least quarterly check-ins and stuff like that. But how do you have any suggestions on how to break it down even further? Like how to bring down goals to actually make sure they're happening instead of just like having it up here or writing it down, but actually implementing how to actually, you know, live this out and make it happen. Yeah. So I think the first thing that you have to do is make sure that you're not doing 10 things at once. Mm -hmm. So be ruthless about cutting down on the amount of goals. Once you've actually narrowed down, okay, this is really important to me. If I could only accomplish this one thing in this next quarter or this next year, it would be this. Then I think it's about drawing out a metric that is 100% within your control because that's going to start to give you your action item list. And a great example of this might be like, I want to book 20 clients and I want to make $100,000. Awesome. I love it. That's a great goal, but that goal is not 100% within your control. You cannot sign those clients. You can't write those checks yourself. So narrowing this down on activities that you can 100% control is going to draw out that list a little bit for you. Um, And so you might ask, okay, what is something that I can do today to support the overarching goal? And a lot of times this means getting visible. I talk a lot about marketing and visibility on my YouTube channel. And another thing that you're going to need to do is cultivate the relationships. Like you talked about going out and building those connections. I think a connection piece is probably going to fall into almost any goal that someone has in their mind right now. We have to build those meaningful connections and those networking relationships. So writing out those types of things, what am I going to be doing on a weekly or daily or monthly basis to build towards that goal? What relationships do I need to cultivate? What do I need to do in terms of like the content creation piece? So getting really specific about what you can actually control will help to make this less of like an ambiguous dollar amount that we want to earn or clients that we want to book and make it granular can say, okay, we need this many like deliverables or like the thing that you can like publish or press send on an email. You can reach out to someone or follow up with someone on like, those are things completely within your control. I love that so much because it's exactly what I teach my students. Like every, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And I love that. And it's so, it's so helpful too. And it's helpful to, again, prioritize what actually needs to happen and what needs to actually be done to make you feel like you are productive um, in that time too. Yeah. I think another really helpful thing is to, to, kind of do like a brain dump of whatever this goal would look like in the chunks at least that you know. So I I gave the book example. And honestly, if I were to sit down and write this process, there would be parts missing because I've never done that before. And I think that can really be a hang up, but write what you do know. So I love Notion. It's like a free project management tool. And I love it because you can just type everything out and then you can easily reorder sentences and add pictures, do whatever you need. And I think to just get all of the thoughts that you know need to happen in a process, like maybe it's a a rebrand, maybe it's a web design process. Well, you know, you're going to need copy. You're going to need pictures. Maybe you need new pictures. Okay. That's its own little sub project. Let's get headshots done. So really creating a space that you can come back to, I also think is key because we hold way too much in our brains. 
And our brains are really not meant to remember a lot of stuff. They're meant to come up with awesome ideas and solve problems. So if you're holding a lot of information in your brain, you might find that you're not as creative. Like we're just not freed up to be our best, most creative self. So find a spot somewhere online in a notebook, whatever makes sense for you that can like hold all these awesome ideas. And for me, this helps me to put things on like a someday maybe list as well. Because I come up with ideas and I, I think, oh my gosh, I want to act on this right away. But I know I need to focus on whatever that key thing is that I knew I chose for a reason, but I don't want to forget it. So I put it on the someday maybe list and then my brain can stop thinking about it. It's like I've said, like, it's fine. We've got it. We can come back to it. I think that's key for focus as well. Yeah, totally. Because I totally understand what you're saying with that. Cause you get all these ideas, but it's like, that's when I feel like the shiny object syndrome comes in. It's like, we can put this on the back burner for now and it can be a someday, like exactly what you just said. Yes. Yeah. And if you have a tool that you can kind of, every time you're ready to clock in to that goal. So like, let's say it is a website project, you can open up that space and kind of see where you're at and not try to somehow remember where you left off. And a lot of times when I'm working, I can only dedicate, you know, 30 or 45 minutes to something, but I know if I can leave myself a note, okay, what's our next action? Sometimes we get stuck on something because we're not quite sure what's the next step. So just giving myself, okay, when we come back, when we do have time, 45 more minutes, the next action is going to be, you got to reach out to this person. You have to get help. We have to um, bring in an expert. We have to research these two softwares and compare them, but leave yourself some breadcrumbs every time you work on something so that you can come back to it and not lose all this time saying, I don't even, I don't even know what's going on. This is a giant mess. Yeah. Don't even know where to start. Yeah. That's so great too. And so, okay. My, another, my next question, I guess too. So say someone has a goal or they want to be more productive or they come up with a goal. What are kind of a few steps that listeners listening today can kind of take away to go back and actually make some steps to make things happen and actually take action? I think the first step is to pick one location where all of this is going to live, all these goals, all these sub projects, because lots of goals are going to have lots of steps. Like that's totally normal and there's going to be sub projects. And so creating a space online, whether that is Trello, Asana, I don't care, whatever works for you, that is the the first step. Um, And then I also think Getting accountability in your goal is going to be so huge and so helpful. I know having a friend just every Monday, we text each other, hey, these are my action items for this week. And actually having to sit down and think like, oh, I can't say like, I'm I'm going to go book all these clients. Like I have to think, what am I doing this week? That has been huge because it reframes it into like, what am I doing and who am I telling? And then once I tell them, I feel like now I actually have to do it. Um, So making sure that you have one place that you break down your goals and you can return to and then bringing someone into that goal. So a friend, I think a coach or a mentor in this area is also really helpful. Um, I think there's something that happens when, when we pay for something, like there's a mental shift and it can be really wild and you are literally putting your energy and your money, which is just energy into something and saying, I am building towards this thing. And to be able to say, it's like you're building proof in your mind that you're doing the thing. 
that builds momentum. And we really want that. We want momentum towards our goals or we we start to feel like we're burning out on them. I, I don't know about you, but if I write something down, like I'm going to do this thing and then I don't do it and I, do, I keep doing it, I keep writing it and keep writing it, I start getting really sick of writing it. And it's like, yeah. I'm, I'm getting tired of myself saying that. And so I'm not building self-trust. I'm not that person that comes through on that goal. And so getting accountability and getting help in something can really help to catapult you forward into someone that actually is following through on those things. And then you build that self-trust. And I think our identity of like, I'm someone that follows through. I'm someone that does these things is directly tied to our success and our goals. Totally. Oh my goodness. Yes. That is so, so great. And just love the building the self-trust with yourself too, and actually making sure you're implementing the things. And so you don't have to, there are definitely tasks that I write down that I'm like, was going to do that yesterday. Still writing it, rewriting it today, rewriting it today. And it is, you get sick of it. You're like, okay, I need to, what do I need to do to actually make this happen? Like, like you said, here's my goal you know, to book more clients. Okay. Well, what steps am I doing to actually become visible? What steps am I actually doing to create lead generation? Like those are the things that you need to be doing and writing down. And I love, I think that's so great. And then for me, it's getting it onto the calendar somewhere. Cause sometimes I will write down the craziest list of things. I'm like this week, it's going to be the best, most productive week of my entire life. But if I actually were to look at capacity, where do I really have the time blocks to work? And this is huge. Like actually looking at that list of like, here's ideally what we'd love to get done. Here's literally when it could happen. And this is really, really relevant if you have limited childcare, a day job, lots of other stuff going on, you're doing side hustle. It's it's so important to look at those time blocks and then really assign the importance so that you're not just jumping from task to task. Because I know that if I sit down without a plan, I'm going to probably go to what I know best or the path of least resistance or where I can get a quick win, but that might not actually be tied to my goal. And it might not actually be tied to something that is going to take me forward. It's really just, you know, let me just like post something to Instagram really quick or like update my website or I don't know, like you're leaving it up to chance. And um, I think that's like a totally normal thing if you haven't really connected the list of the things that you know lead to that goal and put them on a calendar. Totally. Yeah. Cause it's like, I think I've, I'm way more productive now that I do have like specific childcare hours and it's like, okay, I know I have to get this done during this time. It's my only time. And whether you have that or not, as long as you just create that time for yourself and make that promise to yourself and stick with that and just put two hours in your calendar and say, this is, this time is allotted for this. And this is what, when I'm going to get this done or when I'm going to focus on this, because I totally, I totally understand with you. If you don't have a game plan or a, for the day, you just kind of find yourself doing tasks like in your comfort zone. Like you said, answering emails, po- posting on social media, like quick doing website stuff. It's like, okay, that's not what's actually going to lead me to my goal right now. Um, and so I love that. And I am, I've, I've experienced that and I have had to like recourse myself and say, okay, that's not actually doing anything. To me, that's one of those days where I was working all day and didn't get anything done. 
Yeah, which happens all the time though. Yeah. So like it's going to happen, but like then you catch yourself. Exactly. And you start to identify it. You're like, okay, I'm getting really busy in the weeds with stuff that's not higher level or not directly connected to projects and money and goals in the future. And like really putting on that like CEO hat for a second and saying like, is this, oh, I, you know what? Someone just said this. They, they wrote this on their laptop so they would see it. And they're like, is it a distraction from what is actually going to take you forward? Because I think so oftentimes it sounds good. It's like, I need to create five more Pinterest pins. But are you actually getting the majority of your clients through Pinterest? Some mm -hmm. people are. The answer could be yes. Yeah. So I can't answer that for you. But I know for me, that would be a, a giant distraction right now from like, the actual revenue driving tasks. And so like, that's hard. That's like holding yourself accountable for things that sound good, that sound fun, and sometimes can feel like we closed a loop. We published the thing, we created the graphic and it feels good. So identifying that and saying like, okay, why do I keep going back to that? Like, why am I spending so much time in email? And then giving yourself that that time saying, okay, we're going to get to email. We're just not going to start on email. We're not going to sit down and make that the number one, you know? Oh, totally. And it's one of those things like, do you think, are you just doing it because you think you need to do it? Or are you doing it because it's actually your biggest lead generator? And exactly right. If you can't say everyone's got, everyone's lead, biggest lead generator is different. And so if it's first, yep. great, do that. But if it's not, and you're just doing it because you think you have to do it, you know, that's maybe a little different. Yeah. And that's like, that's, that's real truth and love right there because that's hard. Like sometimes I just sit down and not have to think so hard. Yeah. <laughs> Which is always great. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I think one of the most productive things we can do is put a cap of time on something. And naturally this happens because I have to pay for childcare and that's its own struggle because sometimes that means I have got to be on when I don't feel on. And I have like a whole podcast about that, but I don't know about you, but it's like, if I am saying, okay, we have like literally one hour that creates this like container where I can't be obsessive. I can't be a perfectionist. I have to say, what is like, what's the most like B plus work I can achieve in this time? Like, do I need to obsess over the graphic or should I really focus on the SEO terms in this blog post? And then you're getting closer to like actually pushing your business forward. Oh, exactly. And that just comes down to like what you were saying to prioritizing what's most important during the time you have that's actually going to move the needle forward. And honestly, I love that. I'm such a done is better than perfect person anyways. And so if you give me an hour, I'll, you know, now having kids or like having a baby now, I'm like an hour, I will get it done <laughs> because that's you're forced to kind of get those things done when you have to. And so forcing your, like pushing yourself to, you know, in a, in a place where you're not, you know, if you have to take a step back, that's fine too, but exactly what you were saying. Yeah. And that is such a fine balance, right? I think <laughs> I am, I lean towards this like perfectionist, like I want it to look a certain way and I want it to be, check all these boxes. And I've had to say, okay, but they're not all of equal importance. Like you right. can't have 20 criteria and they're all top importance, you know? And so I've had to say like, all right, well, if we can only do eight of these, if you could only check off eight of the boxes, what would they be? And just really forcing yourself to get real and honest about what is really important. Like that 
is a skill that we're constantly cultivating, I think, as creatives. That's a really good point because I do think a lot of people are perfectionists. So I think that's a good way to go about it is just narrow it down and pick. If you have to pick, pick, cut it in half or something like that. So that's really good advice from a perfectionist because I feel like on my podcast, I'm always like, done is better than perfect, you know, so it's hard. It's nice to have your insight from someone who is leans more perfectionist. I think that's a really good point. But, yeah, yeah. And I've I've come to find that like perfectionist is like to me it's it's not a good thing. <laughs> like it sounds nice, has perfect in it, right? Like but it's yeah. not a good thing. It's gonna it's really gonna hold me back from yeah. the thing that I really want most. So identifying that and saying like it can be perfect, but perfect means it's not published. Yeah. Like if you're waiting for it to be perfect, then it never gets out into the world. And we need this to get out into the world because we need people to know about the thing because we need the, the goal to happen, you know? And so we're trying to like get outside of that a little bit. Yeah. And that's just really good to know too, and be self-aware and know that and know how to work around it and know that about, yes. okay, I know that I am here's what I need to do to work around that and to actually make things happen. So that's really, really good piece of advice there. But just to kind of tie everything together, bring this in for a landing, what is kind of just one piece of advice that you would have around this topic? I think everybody should create a list of the hard things that they've accomplished, big and small, every accomplishment, things that were really challenging at the time and difficult things that you've overcome. Because when you have an I did it list, you can remind yourself of what you're capable of. I think we forget about the things that we've overcome. I think I forget, like I build a website without knowing how to do that. And I learned how to shoot in manual when I had no idea what any of the buttons meant before. And it's like, remind yourself because you forget how big that was at the time. And that is going to give you fuel to think, oh my gosh, like I really can do this next big thing because it was, it's just as daunting to me as learning my camera was. And I figured that out so I can figure this out. Yeah, that is so good. It's like taking a step back and realizing you know, pat yourself on the back for the things that you have yes. done because we all, we, we forget to do that. We forget to we do see how far we've come in all that we've done. So I love that so, so much joy. Um, I think that's a great way to end on just a good positive note to do for yourself. But um, why don't you tell us where we can find you? Sure. Yeah. So my website is joymichelle.co. I hang out almost every day in the photo boss Facebook group and I have hundreds of video tutorials for photographers over on YouTube. If you just type in Joy Michelle Photography, it'll pop right up. And my Instagram is at Joy Michelle. Awesome. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm so excited. I'm so thankful for you coming on. This was an awesome episode. So thank you so much for joining us. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. And there you have it. That was a really awesome episode. I really hope that was insightful for you so that you can kind of map out what you need to do in your next steps to actually help you reach that goal and how to set boundaries for yourself and how to just actually make it happen. Because sometimes it can seem really daunting when we have this big goal, big task. So it's really helpful to know to break it down into tangible bite-sized action steps so you can actually work towards it and actually make it happen. So if you loved this episode, make sure to screen screenshot and share it to your stories and tag me at Rachel Traxer and at Joy Michelle so that we can see which episodes you're loving the most. But thank you so much for tuning in today. Keep shining and we'll see you next time. You did it. You're one episode closer to elevating your business. 
If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to head over to racheltraxler.com forward slash gold biz podcast for the show notes and info on today's episode. Keep shining and we'll see you next time on the gold biz podcast.